Hello and welcome to the RGBA podcast, episode four. I'm Brian Piana. Last week, I began talking about stripes, specifically looking at my work and how stripes are a part of my RGB and sometimes Y series. This week, I'd like to shift focus to some artists that are using stripes or I've seen using stripes and how that might impact the show I'm piecing together at Texas A&M. stripes a lot and briefly resetting the stage. My work in grad school and up through now is, is geometric abstraction. And I remember probably about 10 years now, 10 years ago, I wrote a paper as you do in grad school. And I remember talking about Frank Stella's work and then talking about Ellsworth Kelly's work in terms of abstraction and abstracting things from other elements of real life. And that was great. What's, what struck me though, is I've, as I started working exclusively in these vertical bars, these stripes of color the one artist that I remember reading about, but not necessarily writing about, was French conceptual artist Daniel Buren. So I don't know if you're familiar with Daniel Buren's work, but he, in the 60s and 70s and on through his career, he has worked with stripes. And usually it's a color alternated with white. So it's very rigid. It's very modular. It's oftentimes even the same width, and I don't have that width uh, available, but the stripes are the same width. So it might be blue, white, blue, white, or whatever, pink, white, pink, white, but it's something typically white, high contrast. And he would use these throughout his career. Certainly that's not all he does, but it's a recurring theme that shows up. And I remember while I was at University of Houston earning my MFA at the library, I checked out a a book on Daniel Buren, and it really left an impact with me, even though at the time I wasn't doing installation, I wasn't even working with stripes while I was in school. But visually, I still remember pages of that book as if I saw them yesterday, or at least I feel like I remember them as if I saw them yesterday. And Buren did some interesting things. Buren, actually, in 1971, he was invited to a uh, show at the Guggenheim in New York, and he hung this massive 66 by 32-foot banner in the atrium. So Guggenheim, if you're familiar, has that spiral atrium. And he hung this massive striped banner right down the middle of it. And a couple, a small group of artists that were also in the show, led by, uh, I believe, Donald Judd and maybe Dan Flavin, if I recall, they had a problem with this because, you know, one of the great things about that rotunda area is yet from one area of the room, you could see up or down uh, and across the hall, across the space. And Buren had totally interrupted that. And they raised such a fuss that they actually took the banner down the day before the show opened. So Buren, Buren lost, right, in that sense. It, it came down. He did get to go back to the Guggenheim uh, a few decades later, so don't, don't cry for him. But, you know, that was, pretty, that was pretty impactful to me to hear that here's something that did something really big, really grand, and yet other people complained about it, and then it got taken down. So such is life, right? But I also remember... Buren would do posters, you know, he would do paints, he would almost do, you know, think about tagging, he would do things that he would plaster on billboards and whatnot as a younger man. And it was always really interesting to see how it activated a space. You know, if he painted his stripes on a wall or put them in a public park or any kind of gathering space, sometimes how he would put it on the wall. Would it be a, just a painting on a wall? Would, it, would he stripe the entire wall? Would he stripe a section of the wall? One piece that sticks out is that he would actually, in, in, in one room, you imagine a rectangular wall, 
he kind of went from the top left to the bottom right. If you draw a diagonal through the wall, he striped one half of that diagonal. And so all of a sudden there was a triangle, right? An implied triangle of stripes. So the stripes were always vertical. That's one thing that I've, I think I, uh, I feel pretty certain that his work involves vertical stripes, whereas I've sometimes rotated them to horizontal and whatnot, but vertical stripes. One of the images from the book that I checked out that has kind of crept back into my mind ever since the A&M opportunity has shown up, and I can't find this image anywhere online, so that's the annoyance of the internet, right? It's like, hey, this is an amazing resource, but that one picture in this one book buried on a bookshelf somewhere, it's not here, which is totally fair, of course, but I still remember it pretty vividly. He he was installing, or he had a plan for an installation. He works on location very often, in situ, I believe is the pronunciation. And what he wanted to do was this building or the gallery had uh, at least three floors. And on the bottom three floors and the windows, right? So banks of windows, first, second, third floor. He wanted to make a circle. And inside the circle is filled with his vertical stripe pattern. But he wanted to break it up over the three, the three windows. There'd be a bottom portion, a middle portion, a top portion. And I don't know exactly, I don't remember exactly the story behind it, but whoever owns the second floor was having none of it, and they would not cooperate. They would not turn over their windows for Buren for this exhibition. And so Buren did something that I thought was really, really brilliant. I'm sure he thought it was smart, too, is that he did. He went ahead and and kind of framed his circle using the first floor and the third floor. And so you can imagine that you it's not like a full half circle, but you have the top third of a circle and the bottom third of a circle with that empty break in between, well, the the Gestalt principle of closure kicks in. And as you look at that, we don't view them as two separate works. We view them as one circle, even though we're only seeing the the top third and the bottom third. Our eye draws in the remainder of the circumference of that. And I thought it was fantastic. So here was this, this circle, this suggestion of a circle, and the third story and the first story and the stripe pattern, the, the iconic stripe pattern of Daniel Buren kind of filled that in. But nothing was in the second story. It was completely devoid of any of his work. And yet, kind of involuntarily, that second story was still participated in creating the work. And that is something that has just stuck with me uh, for going on probably 10 years now. And so here I am, and as I, as I think about that, as I, as I look at the exhibition at A&M, as I think of, or I consider the space, is there an opportunity for me to kind of use what I, what I talked about last episode as possible challenges of the space. Is there a way for me to do more with it? Is there a way for me to involve some kind of large-scale painting or installation that might activate the space in unexpected ways? You know, there are three, three banks of windows, right? There's one solid wall, and then the other three sides have windows. Maybe there's an opportunity there, just like Buren used. Maybe there's a way that I can use those windows, either facing the atrium of the architecture building or facing the outside of the building itself. Maybe I can develop work that is seen from outside the gallery. I think that'd be pretty cool. How would I do that? I I don't know. I don't know. So I also don't know the details. I haven't researched enough of the details about Buren's work. You know, are these adhesives? I think a lot of his works were like tarp canvas, so not necessarily fine art quality, uh, what we consider typically archival quality. But, you know, there is something to that. How is it going to work? And recently in Houston, there was an exhibition at Inman Gallery by Katrina Moorhead. And 
I'm not a huge gallery jumper, uh, but I saw some images of this show on Glass Tire, probably, or through social media. And one of the aspects of the show, one of the pieces involves a wall that had diagonal stripes, white and kind of a teal color, diagonal all the way across the wall. And so I was intrigued. I'm like, how are these accomplished? Is this paint on a wall? Are these decals? Maybe vinyl adhesive? And I, I wasn't sure. You know, I, I didn't know. So then, after I had seen pictures of the piece online, there was a review published at glassstar.com by Betsy Hewitt. And speaking specifically about the piece with the diagonal line, she says that uh, the work, quote, dominates the room as diagonal turquoise lines barreling down the wall like Martha Stewart wallpaper. The piece feels vaguely historical and museological, but also manufactured and commercialized, as if Daniel Buren got vertigo on the way back from Target, end quote. I mean, now I, now I have to go see it, right? I mean, she just mentioned Daniel Buren. She made the Daniel Buren reference, uh, and it was someone that I'd already been thinking about when I saw, when I saw the pictures online. So, heck yeah, I was going to go check it out. So the, the last weekend it was open, it's closed now, unfortunately, but the last weekend it was open, I went, I believe on a Friday, and I went in and saw it. And there were some other sculptural works. It was a small room at Inman Gallery. I, you know, I, I wasn't there for the other works. I was there literally just to see the wall. The piece itself is is called Weak Left Hand, and it's it's the wall is painted in diagonal stripes, so they're not vertical, they're not horizontal, but they're at a forty five. There are thicker bands of paint. I don't know if they're ten inches, twelve inches, maybe even a little bit bigger than that. But it's white and this teal at a 45-degree angle. And then on, right in the middle of the wall, there's a, a copper bone, what looks to be a copper bone. And that's part of the same piece. So the copper bone and the wall itself are a piece of art. I'm not interested in the bone for research reasons, but uh, I was interested in seeing the wall. And you know, inspecting the wall, not touching it, obviously, but looking at it, you could tell it was painted on. So they had, they had taped it off and, and painted it. What I also liked was that uh, in the actual, uh, where the wall was, it was one of two walls in the gallery where there was an opening. There was one opening where you come in from kind of the entrance, and then it, the second opening on, on this particular wall leads into another gallery space. It's not a door, but just an opening. Uh, and the stripes cut through them, right? The stripes went all the way across and continued. So if they were interrupted by that door, they continued on their diagonal pattern as they got across it. So I thought that was really interesting. So the entire wall from corner to corner was striped with these 45 degree diagonals. And that's something to consider, right? You know, Buren works in vertical stripes, a little bit thinner. And here, Moorhead had large, uh, larger stripes, thicker stripes at a diagonal. And certainly instead of a, a line at a tension, you're dealing with a line that's in motion, an active line at a diagonal. And so Maybe that's something to consider, right? My, my lines for my RGB pieces are typically vertical or horizontal. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's a chance to think about putting them at an angle, 60 degrees, maybe 45. I, I don't know. We will see. But I, I've been thinking about stripes. You know, I think stripes are, are part of what I'm doing now, and I'm, there's certainly going to be an aspect of stripes in the show. And right now I'm just starting to process how to go about doing it, how, what, are, what are interesting ways to get it done. So, hey, uh, that's what I got today. I just want to talk about stripes. If you happen to know other artists that work in stripes, if you think, hey, I really think, you know, Brian would benefit from seeing this person's work, then I absolutely, I would love to, 
to get that kind of tip, right? So if you have someone that you think is, is relevant, works in stripes, does interesting things, maybe even uh, mural work or, or large-scale wall pieces, please leave a comment or email me, bpiana at gmail.com. I would love to hear about it. Have a great one. Mm-hmm.